0: Hello world, you're listening to This Q-POP Life, a podcast that looks at the world through the lens of a queer person of color. And in a delicious throwback, we are recording an audio-only episode of our podcast. Hold for applause, hold for applause. That's right, for our season three finale, we wanted to go back to our roots. And if you haven't caught us on our several Facebook Live episodes, then what the hell are you waiting for? check them out check them out and on today i am joined by four zoom super admins with unlimited cosmic power please welcome to the podcast
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Zachary Eris, a.k.a. Zachary Eris. Everywhere where the Internet is sold, uh, my pronouns are open, my heart is open, and uh, I didn't think of anything funny to say. Next.
2: Come on. You could have said my legs are open during
1: quarantine, Zach. No, because as a Christian, Christian, that did not come to my mind. And also because Look, it's been, it's been 84 years. I haven't known the touch of a man. <laughs> I've been, I've been in this room. Nothing's open. You know what's open? Depression. That's, open. Anxiety, <laughs> that's, that's an- open. anxiety. That's open.
3: And that box of <laughs> is open. <laughs> this,
2: man,
1: gonna... this box of Oreos, that's <laughs> open.
2: Okay, well we're gonna pray This out. other we're...
1: box of Oreos, that's <laughs> open.
2: Oh my. Just garbage all over your room. I'm Jonathan, a.k.a. FMA, and that's how you're going to find me everywhere on the internet. I prefer... um, What do I prefer right now? YouTube, because I'm back on that train producing videos every day. Because I've missed doing podcasts. My pronouns are he, him, and his. And uh, I have nothing funny to say, because we're living in a too serious time that is called Quarantina. Uh,
3: You may call me Jolie, and call me Jolie is how you'll find me, all over the internet. Uh, and my pronouns are savage, classy, bougie,
1: bougie. ratchet. ratchet,
3: Classy, <laughs> moody, nasty. Asking stupid. What's happening?
2: <laughs> Has that song come out since quarantine?
3: That I, well, yeah,
4: the huh? Beyonce came out.
2: Yeah, that's what alive. it was. I just you can't believe about- how long we've been in quarantine. <laughs>
4: right? Yeah. It's been a long time. It's been a lot. It's been 84 years. I'm Ashley. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And you can find me on Instagram at Ray 29 And speaking of open, my top button is open because Quarantine 15 has made its <laughs> way into my life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Carlos Rios. You can catch me online at Fabulo. My pronouns are he, she, they, hers is, and hydroxychloroquine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Please note that the cast of this coupon does not be used use of hydroxychloroquine for any Although, COVID-related diseases. Unless, <laughs> unless
4: you are Donald. Unless you true. are the orange man. Continue <laughs> to take it copiously. Although be that Donald B. should tell you about hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right,
0: that's different.
1: <laughs>
0: that's trim <trend five>, baby.
4: <laughs> like my body, you want some money? <laughs> uh, and this
0: is the award winning. This QP light. This q light.
3: Yeah. This QP light.
1: hate it jojo hates it therefore it's common knowledge it's awful i mean i guess some people like it so we wanted to take a deep dive into summertime sadness 2020 in some states you'll be able to go out to the beach party with your white friends and get your hair done fire (laughs) island but for many quarantine will continue this summer is going to be a season of risk mitigation and high electrical bills but on a personal level, I wanted to ask everyone, what are your summer plans? What are your goals? What projects do you want to accomplish? Jonathan, mm. the floor is
2: yours. I don't know, because summer is a time of going out and hanging, and going to parties and going to the beach. And, you know, as much as I say that that's what it is for me, I only went to the beach like one or two times last year and the year before that once. And then I think the year before that, not at all. Like summer, especially in New York, goes by too fast. Um, So realistically, I spend it inside, (laughs) just inside in the air conditioning, in the comfort of my own home. I don't know, maybe I'm just jaded. Maybe it's because I've been inside for what, three months now that I'm not worried about it. I've said what I had to say. Jolie, how are you going (laughs) to handle the summer?
3: Um, How I've always handled the summer, surviving. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm jealous of y'all with your air conditioners in your room. Um, I'm pretty sure our listeners are, are familiar with how much I hate being in my room during the summertime because I can't have an AC in here. Our electricity is too old in this building. Um, so it's gonna be an ex- like even right now, like it, it's pretty cool outside and it's like 75 degrees in my room, and um, it's just worse in the summer. You can have but, a but box fan, right? That's what I have. Like, that if you hear a noise coming out of my, my microphone right now, it's because I always have a fan on. It's oh, no, so hot in here. We, we can't,
2: I can't hear it, but um, you gotta <laughs> be careful with that Korean fan death.
3: But I, I, it does not it does not blow on my face as I sleep. Um, so we're, we're, we should be okay <laughs> um, but um yeah, like you know like I I had to have like my own you know, let's look collect my ourselves here moment a couple weeks ago because I was on a call with our acapella group, Tonewall, and like Carlos had had to step away. And then I started talking, and then all of a sudden I got real emotional. I was like, "Oh, there are some unresolved feelings going on right now. So um, I've had to address those, and um, I think that's just going to be my goal for the summer to keep my my psychology intact. So, yeah, how about you? Girls?
0: Oh my goodness. so I have a lot of things that I want to accomplish this summer. So big life update, and I'll share this with the, that you all on the podcast Know And for those of you who know me personally, and have seen it on my uh, social media stuff. So at the end of April, I was laid off from my job. And so I have been unemployed. I'm currently now, I guess, unemployed. Uh, I was on the payroll through the middle of May. And then um, this is now my first full week off the payroll. Uh, thankfully, um, they were, there were some good things, um, in terms of having a severance that's going to pay me out for six weeks. And I also had a week worth of vacation time. So I essentially have seven weeks worth of coverage from my salary. So I'm good until July, at least without experiencing any sort of real dip into my savings or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Um, it's still a stressful situation because um it's just trying to find work and work doing that is not always easy especially when you do what i do and especially in the middle of pandemic so i'm just trying to keep my energy up be positive focus on the things that are in my control um and see this for the lesson that it's going to be in my life so that's going on there a big part of what i'd like to do this summer is find a new job uh i I know that it's out there i know that i'm gonna find it so uh that's what i've got to focus on that's number one um, I'm also continuing to try and stay as healthy as I can, uh, with running. So some of you have seen on my social media, I've been doing a lot of long distance runs, um, that culminates in this weekend. Actually, I'm going to be running my first, uh, solo half marathon. So I'm going to be running 13.1 miles on Sunday, yes. which I'm really excited about. Um, and then I will be running a 10 K, which is 6.1 miles, a 5 K, which is 3.1 miles and then another 13.1 miles over the course of the next four to five weeks uh why i'm doing this is i had intended to do that anyway as part of my 35 miles before i turned 35 at the end of june Um, and now i also want to put in a philanthropy aspect into this so i want to run these miles and use it as a platform to raise money for the callen lord community health center so yes. <clears throat> they provide health uh healthcare services here in new york city to especially sure focusing on our lgbt community um so i figured it was a great double triple win for the things that are really important in my life um so out of out of something so crazy can come something I I would say really positive and beautiful and that's what I want to do is just create a lot of beauty um over the summer so those are my big ones uh I might be going on on some trips uh, believe it or not um I might go see my dad in the Dominican Republic uh for his 60th birthday we'll see that's still kind of TBD and we'll see how safe it is for us to do that um and then in August I still have planned to go up to Provincetown they've canceled all of the events and activities that are going on but the town itself isn't closed so i might just go out there to get some fresh air and spend some time on the beach uh and be with my little house so that is the plan i'm trying to stay busy and active and keep my mind right um so that'll be a little bit of cushion and distraction that'll help me out during this particularly weird time in my life so that's enough about me what about you ashley what are you gonna do
4: well, uh, I'm getting a eight-week-old Boston Terrier in about two weeks. Oh. Yeah, cute little girl. We're going to call her Remy. So yes, my sister your be teaching. Last <laughs> name Ma. Uh, I will be teaching her how not to use the restroom in my home, hmm. how not to eat things in my house, but also just loving her and I'm um, trying to keep my own mind right, knowing that I'm at like day 70 something of being in the house right now. And if this thing isn't letting up, like it seems um, come summertime, we'll be on like day 90. So my summer will be focused on me figuring out how to not go insane and also how to stay connected with people when you can't actually see them in real life and also like listen, Dunkin' Hines um, if they want to sponsor me uh, or this podcast know, because, or, or this entire podcast Carlos, I don't know if you, you want Dunkin' hands because your journey is a little different than mine <laughs> <laughs> about out every flavor of cake I possibly can that's part of my mental health routine so that's what I got Going on different journeys, but you know what? We all have our own path. Zach, you hate summer, but like, what about you? What are your plans? <laughs>
1: oh oh uh, my! My summer plan is to stop um, uh, relying on Entenmann, stop relying <laughs> on Oreo. I get it. Uh, I get Because it. it's it's a slippery slope. Um, getting back on keto. uh back slowly, but. she's backslid into 35 pounds or something. Uh, So yeah, it's mostly, it's mostly like, it's mostly getting back on track with that, finding that new normal. And it, and it's also, I really want to focus on, um, keeping trying to like Marie Kondo, a lot more things that I have figure out what is the best like layout and workflow for my apartment. Like I did not, decorate and design and put all this stuff here with the intention to work from home so i want to figure out like what works better in terms of a apartment layout um and also to be a little bit more prepared in case of whatever happens like you know i know carlos is in a really difficult situation and i'm not sure if i'll be in that situation because just in the division i'm in with my work our layoff process is we are now entering into week three and we don't know uh who is going to be laid off so it was really difficult to say goodbye to a lot of people that i've worked with over the last three years and now it's okay let me refocus back on like where's my make sure my reels up to date i have to make sure my resume is up to date make sure my website's up to date and updating all these things that i haven't had to update any of this mm-hmm. since 2014 because every single job I, I had was just, it just kind of like fell into place. So figuring all that stuff out, getting it all ready in case of emergency, cause who knows? Um, but that all said, I know that we can't talk about accomplishments without going through arguably the greatest project of all time aka that time i gave everyone with the exception of ashley the season three challenge aka in september 2019 we were all except ashley assigned a project now everyone except ashley because she (laughs) joined us Wait, is is Ashley exempt? So let let the record show Ashley is exempt from this project because when she joined in January, um we forgot to give it to her. But
4: <laughs> season four,
1: season four, it's open season. But let's take it back. So in September 2019, we each set a goal to try and accomplish by the end of season three, here we are in heaven. now, I want to know um, what what it is you set out to do, what are the takeaways? What are the pitfalls? What did you learn? How did it go? Did you do it? Did you not do it? What do you think about it? What are you going to do different next year, et cetera, et cetera. Jonathan Gibbs, the floor is yours. also, wait, I want to say another thing about Jonathan Gibbs. Do you know those commercials with the Delta faucet when you're washing your hands and you do a little like wrist tap and the faucet turns on or you hit it with your elbow? Cause it's touch activated. Uh huh. Let's the
4: say color? yeah. yeah let's okay. here. Mm-hmm. So
1: for the people who can't see the video, cause we're not on the video, Jonathan has this fancy new microphone that every time he wants to talk, With this most graceful tap, he just touches the top of the microphone to activate it.
2: (laughs) Suffer. It's beautiful. And it turns on and off, right? When I when I touch it to go off, then the red light goes off. Watch. we uh,
4: saw it we've been seeing it we've been seeing this is wonderful
2: uh visual part for the uh (laughs) podcast uh so yeah uh, my season three challenge was to finish up principal photography for my feature um independent film that I was producing and I will say uh, it would have been done. Oh, it was supposed to be done by May, like the end of May, so June, like right around now. And let me tell you, everything except the shooting happened. So like, we it were... Did. I saw it. We had <laughs> all sorts of um, like before Zoom, it was a, like just meetings. We had plenty of meetings, production meetings. We were so organized, so focused. We were scouting locations. We were getting the permissions. The actors had had three table reads. Jojo recorded one of them. We were, we gathered in real places. So like the project was there and then COVID-19 happened. The pandemic happened. The social distancing happened and all of it had to come to a stop. Now, uh, something about that though that is interesting to me is uh being in the process there were a lot of times when i was like is this the script that i want to use as my feature and i even let the production team know that i was having some reservations that maybe i should have rewritten some parts but that we're already on this train and we're already going so let's just do it and it's going to be what it, it is what it is and then it ha- this all happened and then it kind of stopped it and it made me it allowed me to pause and take a step back and be like, yeah, this writing is not the best. Like it's not the thing that I want to make my debut. Um, and also having not jumped into like, um, producing stuff, at least shorts or like skits or like really quick comedy bits that I have in my mind. Um, you know, I feel like I need to get that practice in first before I do a whole feature length film. Uh, So maybe it's a good thing that this happened, at least for that project. But, you know, otherwise, um, yeah, all the production meetings happened. I had predicted the weather using the almanac and I knew when we were going to need to shoot. Um, And that's why we chose that time of the year, because the film is about an end of school year, uh, end of undergrad, like graduation time of the year where it starts off uh, gray And then it ends up bright and sunny. And that's what happened this year. And I wasn't there to shoot from like April 1st to now. So I feel like I would have gotten it done. So I should get a, I'm making my petition to you, the uh, headmaster, Zach, that I should get a passing grade. um, Mm. Considering the circumstances. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, I will reserve grading for the end of the round.
2: (laughs) Okay, thank you.
3: Um, I just, I just want to <laughs> say uh, to Jonathan, like, I'm so proud to of of the work that you did get done. Cause, like, when I when I got to to sit for the table reading, I was like, Jonathan did a really great job. Like, all of the pieces were in place, all of the team was in place. I was like, this is this is so cool to watch. So I'm I'm so proud of you.
2: Thank you so much. Good it fucking was fucking work. Like, it was a lot wow. of coordination, but thank you for
3: that wow um so my my goal was to try to get pride bookings this year and i'm very grateful to announce that that is now beyond my control (laughs) um because um unfortunately pride events here in the city and you know around the world are, are just being canceled because of the the global crisis but um i'm not Letting that deter me from my musical goals. Um, I'm still moving forward as much as I can. And um, when when the crisis started happening, I sort of I went into like a creative, like I I went into a personal depression, and with that came a creative depression. But like you know when when the when the iron is ready to strike and the inspiration hits me. I I run with it as much as I can. So I wrote a new song in the past few weeks and I'm really excited about it. It's just, it's probably the most fun I've ever had writing a song. Um, and for the f- first time in a long time, I'm able to conceive of an entire album out of that song. Um, and an opportunity to bring back some of songs that I've written in the past that people really enjoy like King of the Night that I know Jonathan really enjoys. Um, So, and then out of that, like some other songs can go into a second album that's already stewing in the back of my head. So there are, there's still like, you know, creative inspiration that's happening for me right now. And I'm just going to roll with it as much as I can and try to develop concrete goals and plans instead of just like we're just going to see where this goes it's like no it's time to sit down and like you know following jonathan's lead i know what steps need to happen i know who i need to get involved i know how to get there so i have to put together a concrete outline to make sure that i get there so i can release an album in 2021 and be ready for people to listen to it
0: Well, I am looking forward to that music because I think it's going to be super fun and inspired by all of the craziness, but that'll be really good for the art. Uh, From my perspective, um, my goal to remind the the listeners at home, my goal was to save money. So it was to save $3,000 between September of 2019 through May of 2020 and I am very happy to report that I was able to accomplish that. Um, and so um, that has proven to be actually a really, really great thing because now given some of the financial uncertainty that I might be facing, I have a little bit of a cushion to help get me through. So um, I'm happy that I was able to put that, uh, that bit aside um, and save it for a rainy day. I was hoping that it, I would be able to invest it in something else. But for right now, it might just need to be investing in keeping me afloat and that is why we save money so i feel really good about that one and now to you mr aries
1: well as you know uh my initial challenge was to learn tagalog and i tried to find a teacher that didn't work because guess what they don't teach in person tagalog they just it i can't find it in new york uh so i floundered a little bit reset it into saving a much smaller portion of money than Carlos. Um, I was doing that for a while. And then a few months ago I was like, okay, you know what? No, my challenge is I'm going to teach myself how to sew because I feel like that's very important in these trying times. And I, I have made, I, I had never used a sewing machine before in my life and I had never sewn before. Uh, but I bought a sewing machine and I got it on March 25th. So to date from March 25th to May 21st, I have sewn 350 masks that I've donated, um, to, uh, the Bay Ridge Senior Center, uh, NYU Langone and what's, okay. I can't say the name. Men, Men, Menenides, men, Mymonides. Maimonides. Now, Maimonides was the most difficult one to donate to because I had to walk all the way to 40, 42nd and tenth Ave. So, I w- I walk three blocks and I'm already out of breath in COVID. So, uh, anyway, so at the hospital I was born at. Oh, see, pay it forward for circle, <laughs> circle of life. So um, yeah, so I've I haven't sewn anything else, but. Uh, now that I've made so many uh, so many uh, face masks that I've donated, um, I kind of want to maybe continue that and figure out what other things I can do with the machine. Um, but yeah, that. So I think personally, with the exception of Ashley, um, I personally believe that this was a wonderful, successful, intelligent challenge. I don't remember who came up with it, but it, for me personally, I think it was incredible. Um, everyone, even Ashley, no exception, everyone gets an A, um, except for Jonathan. So.
3: Thank you, (laughs) Mr. Pfeiffer and Dangerous Mind. (laughs) Real quick before we move on, I wanted, um, uh, Carlos, you were talking about donating money to Calvin Lord before, and I want to call everybody's attention to, this program that they have there called the hot program and they offer health services to queer youth in the city mm-hmm. for free and anonymously. Mm. And it's like, I, when I was younger, the, like I was able to go there for, for the health services I needed. It's so great. They have a, a, a mobile medical unit that goes around. Um, like, there would be at Christopher street pier once a week. And uh, doing things like HIV testing and things like that, and like, bravo! Like, like, thank you for for picking Talent Board as a place you want to donate money to because they they just do such great work for the community.
0: I agree. Thank you for sharing that because yeah,
3: people don't know.
0: I mean, people know that they do stuff, but they don't realize sometimes the impact um, or just the depth and breadth of what they do.
2: I think it's worth uh, mentioning uh, to add on to that since I Googled it. Uh, health Outreach to Teens is a welcoming, non judgmental, confidential program designed specifically to meet the medical and mental health needs of LGBTQ adolescents and young adults ages 13 to 24, as well as other young people in need. These services are offered both at Youth Only Medical Suite at Callan Lord, as well as a mobile center unit that travels to areas throughout the five boroughs to meet people where they feel comfortable. All of HOT's services are provided free of charge or at low cost. Insurance is also accepted. HOT will register young people 21 years old and younger for health care services and provide ongoing care to their 24th birthday. After their 24th birthday, they will be transitioned into adult care. And you can uh, go to camlin-lord.org for more information.
3: And that's Lord, like Audrey Lord, as yes. in the great Audrey Lord. Thank As you. in
1: Lordy, Lordy, hallelujah. That's the other Lord.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of the Lord,
0: I need a quick break to go worship the Queen. So why Lana don't we Del take a break? Oh, girl, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Not my Queen. <laughs> back there. But I need <laughs> to go. You tried the fuck out of that.
1: Ooh, right, right. He Here we go.
0: But you know what? We'll be right back after
3: this break. We know you love to hear us talk around this table. We would love to hear you talk to us. So if you have a question to ask, a topic idea, or shade to throw, you can leave us a voicemail on Anchor. All you have to do is go to thiscupaclife slash voicemail, or you can check the link
4: in our show notes. Can we talk about Zoom for a minute? Well, woo, 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 So woo, what, started woo, woo. Out, woo, woo. <laughs> what started out as a pretty fun way to stay connected to people during what we thought would be a few short weeks of staying inside has become a trigger word for many recently, but for different reasons. So for me personally, I cannot take now. Womo, Zoom party, celebration, invite, bat mitzvah, graduation party, baby shower, christening, christening,
1: the bat mitzvah,
4: might get pregnant, ovulation. I can't take another party. I'm exhausted. They're exhausting. And I'm over it. And I don't care if I don't have anywhere else to be but my couch, but thine Couch. I won't be where? There. I gotta be my own piece, y'all. But there's another reason why people are over Zoom, the infamous Zoom bombing. And this is where people who have no business being in your business end up there anyway and are usually up to zero good and sometimes even hate. So Jonathan, I know you unfortunately recently experienced this. Do you wanna tell us a little bit about what happened? Oh,
2: it was hilarious. Um, I actually uh, was just tweeting about something. I forget what it even was, Chao. Um, and I was like, who wants to jump in this? Who wants to talk about this in more depth? I think you, I can't. I honestly can't remember because I talk about so much stuff online, um, as we all do. And uh, so I was like, whoever wants to come in. No, I, a friend of mine actually responded. And so I was like, here, let's talk about it. And it, like, I don't know why I provided a Zoom link instead of like calling them on the phone. But it's 2020. So what are you going to do? Um, So I waited for him to come in. He eventually got in there uh, and like as soon as like right before he got in there, two other people came in and they were not saying anything, but they were just sitting there and like asking. Mm -hmm. But then they started asking questions. They were not being offensive. And I was like in the back in the back of my mind, I knew like these were probably just people that search like uh, run whatever dot zoom us into the twitter uh, twitter search feature just to see whoever's tweeting about a uh, zoom link so that they can just crash oh. it so they came mm-hmm. and um then my friend got there and we were about to talk and he was like uh well actually you can go to my youtube channel and see the video for yourself because i started recording when he got in there and turns out he's actually a He was an up and coming YouTuber, but uh, prior to him meeting me, actually, someone else was reporting his channel, and YouTube didn't necessarily ban him, but it was very clear by running uh, social software on his uh, YouTube page that he was on a trajectory towards, like, you know, YouTube fame for the alt right slash he was collecting a lot of subscribers. And then I think a month prior to us meeting, All of a sudden those numbers disappeared and his latest video um, was one saying like, oh, they're doing something to me. Like, I'm sorry, that's why you're not seeing my videos, blah, 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 blah. Zach, you probably know more Mm -hmm. about that kind of thing than I do. But um, uh, so he gets in there and he calls himself being famous. He does have a following. And ever since I posted the video, um, people have been commenting and like, you know, I'm no stranger to racist ass uh, people uh that are internet trolls and I deal with them Mm -hmm. and I dealt with him in that one uh as you will see in the video he tried like flashing gay porn of um Armin Rizzo getting his ass ate out by some black Mm -hmm. dude Uh, and you were
0: like I love this and
2: I was like I I live for this (laughs) and and then I like in the Twitter conversation I pulled Armin Rizzo in it and then he responded so it was really funny um
3: are you so, still yeah. trying to get him on the podcast? He <laughs> said he would be on
2: the podcast, maybe season four. I forgot about that. He did say he would be on the <laughs> podcast.
3: Let's talk about sex work. Yes, sex work. Road. Yes. Sex work is real work, honey. It yes. Is. I don't think we he's could talk about demon worker, time. We could talk about yeah. how Beyonce knows about demon time <laughs> and OnlyFans. So, yeah, I mean, I, you
2: know, but it is a real thing that happens to other people and, you know, right. they're not prepared for it. And, um, and they're not as witty and just uh, as I am. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I know that there have been um, uh, stories where, like, there are like Black women therapy groups where they're just kind of dealing with COVID, or there's uh, a Black graduation go- going on, or it th- wasn't the NBA draft one of them, or something like there was some kind of NBA meeting, and then like these mm-hmm. crazy people just jump. Like, why? Why is anybody using Zoom anyway? I don't understand it. It's so insecure. I mean, that's
4: that, that that is a question that we can talk about for ever. And I also like Jonathan. And you know, when little old man decided he wanted to jump in yours, the question was like, "Well, why you got that on your phone? You're showing me as if you're trying to shame me, but you pulled it up." In less than a second, so was that saved? Do you got a bookmark?
2: Or like, what he tried to say, (laughs) it's not his phone. I was like, okay, so whose phone? He's like, it's my (laughs) friend's. I was like, so your friend is gay then, and he (laughs) couldn't say anything. He's like, no. And then the part that got me was like, you could tell he was got when he was Mm. like, um, he said something, something. Like, where's the logic in that, or something? And I was like, Where is the logic in it, sis? Because you're the one with the gay porn on your phone. True. And I'm sitting here enjoying it. You're showing me something I like. He's like, Yeah, I bet you would like it if you uh if I dominated you like this. I was like, No, sir, not you, <laughs> because you are neither one of those yeah. people in that video. Right yeah. now. Right.
4: <laughs> so he couldn't step, mm-hmm. he couldn't do it. Don't he, be was yourself.
2: he also pulled a shotgun out, and like I was like, This has to be illegal. So um it's whatever, and the next day after that, you know, I antagonized him further because someone sent me a link uh, from a news story saying that the FBI is cracking down on uh, Zoom bombers. So yeah, they are. I'm not going to say his name on here, but Mister, you know who you are. I, I will. I hope. Uh, <laughs> I hope that you're you find something else to do other than troll people online well, and in real life because that's how he makes his following.
3: He, he has not.
1: Stopped that because oh. actually, his one of his next videos uh, is him going to a local pride in his town. Um, someone has already thrown water on him in the video, and he was claiming um, assault. Uh, his whole thing, his name's Frank Castle. His whole thing <laughs> is that he's a he's a veteran. Oh, girl, I don't care what you are a veteran of. Ooh, I watched ooh. my grandfather. I watched my grandfather kill a man in front of me. No. Let's go, Frank. He is a notable neck-bearded nobody. (laughs) You better tell him. Jonathan Jonathan posted about it, and I said, you know what? Let me use my powers of drag as a weapon, as a sword, and a shield. I retweeted (laughs) it. I called him that notable neck-bearded nobody, and his followers Mm -hmm. tried to step to me. No. I was not having it. Because guess what? Guess what, Mimi? I did. And I love internet fights because I too have trolled from time to time. So that gave me five I've been
4: known. It's a
1: troll. I've, I've been known. It to is troll. known. It is it known. Unknown fact. So I enjoyed it. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. Thank that.
2: you, Zach. And thank you for your retweet. I saw how they were eating you up on Twitter. <laughs> oh, tra- they wouldn't have not done it to me. That's all I'm saying.
3: I mean, a no me. man needs to just accept that he he wants somebody to eat
4: him up and, and get on with his life. There it is. And it is. I think that's a perfect way to bring this to a halt for all of the people out there who are have experienced Zoom terrorism um, and or just like me sick of going to the damn Zoom meetings and giving another piece of yourself to some buddy else, Google Hangouts, uh, download it, <laughs> <laughs> look it up. It's a lot more secure. They don't have those issues and it's a great way to stay connected to your family and your friends. Or just, you know, FaceTime. It works. Or FaceTime! Works. FaceTime I is forgot secured. about FaceTime.
2: Facebook even started their own version of all this. So, yeah, Actually, you Restored? know what you should do? Call people. Call them on the phone. Zach has pulled call out a friend. red phone from the 80s. <laughs> yeah, that's too much.
4: With that's the rotary. I'm
3: <laughs> going to call Wait, Discord, you could do voice, I mean, you could do a whole voice call on Discord. It's real that's cute. what
2: we should have recorded this shit on. Uh, sorry, we have to edit that out. We <laughs> 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 should
0: just
1: have had uh, Discord room. We can do that. We have have a server on On this.
2: We have a this Cupac Live server.
1: Jonathan said, I wish we had a Discord.
0: (laughs) I know. I know we have it. I'm in it and I'm on Discord now because of Animal Crossing. (laughs) selling bells
2: or whatever you're doing on there.
0: (laughs) The tournaments, girl. You're going to make them bells with them. Bell work is real work. That's all
3: y'all, y'all on Animal Crossing. I'm back
4: up. If fun. you don't get that, that
3: red phone
1: off your shoulder, look at them. Get, get, <laughs> I, pl- I plugged, in. plugged yeah. into nothing.
2: Oh, Move the camera to show where the phone
3: is. No, that's a, that's a, that's a, a, a headset. Let so me take it. Does it plug in the, in the head, in the,
2: oh, oh a 3.5 G- I have one of those. I had one of
3: those in like 2012. I used to want one of those, but like they had one in gold that I saw
1: Lenny Kravitz using. Ooh. Oh, Where's he? I Where's he? Wait, I was going to ask where he at, but wait, no, so I'm going to throw a break. I don't want
3: to know. So, you know, if we'll y'all at
0: home, stay home. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm really glad that we're on audio only for this one, and <laughs> I think we all need to put ourselves on mute for about a minute and take a quick break.
2: A single voice out there can get lost in the crowd. But if you gather enough voices to share the same message, you can start a movement. Help us start a movement and support us in our quest to create quality content by and for QTPOC. All you need to do is share the episode with your friends. Follow us on your socials at ThisQPocLife. Send us an email at ask at thisQPoc.life. And subscribe to us on whatever platforms you use to stream podcasts. Oh, and if you leave us a nice review, it wouldn't hurt either. Together, we can build this QPOP community. A thank you.
3: So we're back and we wanted to try to immortalize a conversation we had on, during this QPAC live experience on Facebook, where we talked about how this quarantine lockdown and how the spread of COVID has specifically impacted communities of color and our community as queer people of color. So we know the statistics are, are bearing out that people of color are testing positive for COVID-19 and are not doing very well out there in comparison to our non-POC counterparts. There are many reasons for that. And we we talked about this a few weeks ago and I just wanted to get everyone's thoughts and and thoughts about why that is the case, but also what do you think are solutions and ways that we can empower our community to stay healthy and to to know the facts about how you can contract coronavirus and how to help the community sustain itself. Throughout a, a situation like this, because we don't know what the future holds for us. Here in New York City, we might be locked down for for even longer than the rest of the state. So what do you all think about the situation? I had to spin all of that off the top of my head, everyone, so bear with me. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean. Well.
3: It's world, girl. Uh,
0: it was good. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, you know, a couple of weeks ago, as Jojo mentioned, you know, we had a really great conversation on our live episode. Um, and if you have not checked out our live episodes, please go to our Facebook page and check them out, uh, because they are worthwhile for sure. Um, and what we were seeing was that, you know, it, a solidification of the things that we now that we were guessing and also we're starting to see early days a few weeks ago in terms of people of color being impacted in some in some respects some communities up to twice the rate that it is in the general nyc population um and you know i can't i don't necessarily have an answer and it didn't sound like there was a a answer that came from like our governor or some of our local officials Uh, But one of the things that I have been seeing and and hearing about um, has been around, specifically around Latinx communities, right? So uh, Queens, Jackson Heights, Queens is one of the neighborhoods that's been severely impacted uh, by COVID-19. That is a super multi-ethnic neighborhood. However, it is largely a neighborhood that is filled with Latinx folks and a lot of immigrants. Um, And the truth is, Within some of those communities, you do have a lot of extended families living in a small space. Um, this virus spreads through close human contact and droplets uh, that are in the air from sick people. And so if you have a close quarters to a lot of people, it's easy for that to spread. So that's one thing that I know is happening. The other thing that I've heard that is happening is that people who are uh, potentially undocumented or may have some sort of complicated legal status in the United States, Um, they're nervous and they're worried about their ability to go seek treatment because they could face discrimination. They could face uh, potential deportation or at least the fear of it because we now live in a country that is so actively anti-immigrant. And even in our city, New York City, which is a sanctuary city, which is super supportive of our immigrant population, the fear still exists and it goes all the way down to the core of who someone can be. Uh, And so I think that those reasons, and I don't, you know, I don't, I can't, I can't speak for these people. However, these are some of the things that I'm hearing that are contributing to this part of the conversation, in addition to a whole lot of other
3: uh, institutionalized racism that's impacting the rest of this. It's interesting to me to see, to also see how uh, COVID 19 is kind of bringing to light the, the, not just the, health impact that this has and uh, on on latinx communities and on the african american communities but also uh, we we also talked about how it's breaking apart this idea of like asian folks in general being like the the ideal Mm -hmm. person of color um because like even here in new york where you would think there's just a little bit more tolerance things got really nasty for anyone who might be interpreted as Chinese. Right. And it's, it's utterly ridiculous.
1: But... Um, I mean, it, to, yeah, that, to that point, I think in terms of like what the model minority trope is, is the model minority is just used by white people against other minorities to put wedges between POC. This is a tactic that we have used in terms of dividing and conquer since the beginning of time. So it, it does, like it does shine this light on, on the fact that like people, white people can tell you you're a model minority, but if anything bad happens, trust and believe we're going to look at the Chinese exclusion act real fast. And mm-hmm. it's regrettable. Um, in looking at, looking at COVID and, and looking at this, at these issues that so many black and brown communities face it is a consistent and sic- cyclical secular, what is that what is it? cycling Cycle- it's like, it's cyclable. Cyclical. cyclical cyclical it's a cyclical cyclical issue in which there is a problem of uh, a health crisis there is an issue of people lacking access to insurance then there are people who are who are too afraid to go to the doctor because in the past doctors are have been nefarious and evil to them, and it just doesn't stop. Also, at a higher rate, black and brown people are are essential workers, so they have to keep going to work, and then they keep getting exposed, and it doesn't stop. Um, and you know, regrettably, this has been going on for hundreds of years. Um, pe- celebrities can talk about COVID being a great equalizer all they want, but yes. celebrities can retreat to their to their homes in um, in home. the Californias, the, how, their cat, towers on hills, and they don't have to deal with it. So I think it's looking at what you can do for your community in terms of donations, in terms of awareness, in terms of volunteerism, anything you can do. And I, I think that summer is a great time to do it. Otherwise, what yeah. are you going to do at home? You busy?
4: Sit on the couch and not answer zoom calls like me. Nope. And not here, <laughs> I am not here.
1: And
4: fact, t- to your point. I, for my own sanity and own mental health i have to deal in things that i can control and right now we know that the black and brown community is disproportionately affected by this virus than other communities that is something that is based on systemic and just foundational failings that cannot be fixed in the next three months or however long this virus is going to take hold of us things that i can control are who i donate to and the way that i give back to the community and so some of the things that we can think about the help us feel like we have a little bit more control and are aiding in the people who need the help the most. Our community, our charities and foundations in our communities that give back. So there's one called like World Central Kitchen that um, like Chef Marcus Samuelson, who we work with at at our job (laughs) a lot. Um, And he is part of like Chefs for America. And they have given like a million dollars to local restaurants, mainly on the East and West Coast that allow those restaurants to give free meals to the people who have been impacted the most, the black and brown community, and also then bring back the employees and the restaurant workers who have been impacted the most. And you know, who's in the back of those kitchens on those lines, making that food, it's the Brown and the black community. So like, while we can't fix the structural damage that led to where we are today. For me being able to help the people who are helping the people makes me feel like I can at least give back a little bit. The only note is like make sure you research who's at the head of these charities and at the head of these foundations because like make sure you know where the money is actually going. Um, but if you can, give back in a way that um, can help the communities who are affected the most while we figure out how to help them 10, 15, 20, and help us 15 years down the line. Mm-hmm.
3: And I would I would also to add on to that, um, it's real easy for folks to be critical of the people who are out there um, who, who cannot stay home because if they don't go out and try to find work, they don't have a livelihood, they don't have money to put food on the table because some folks didn't get their stimulus money, in particular immigrants and um, undocumented workers mm-hmm. because where are they going to go? Where, where is that going to come from? And nobody thought about that when this legislation was put together to, to make sure that people got money to pay the bills, right? We're, you know, even though we have this eviction moratorium, there's not a rent moratorium. No. Nope. So, like, there's, there's nothing actually protecting people once this is all over, from their landlords being like, well, pay me all my money or get out. And so what are those folks supposed to do? So there's just, there's so many people who have to get out there and try to find somebody who's willing to pay them. And then all of those folks at least here in, in New York are reliant on public transportation and, the public transportation here is, is how the virus became so prevalent throughout the entire freaking city because everybody has to put their butts in their hands all over the the, the trains and the buses. So, you know, it's, it's this situation where you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And then when you go home, it's not just a, a circumstance where you might be it might be an extended family all packed into a very small home. It's the fact that where you live, everyone is stacked on top of each other. Mm -hmm. Like your next door neighbor is on the next wall from you. And so, you know, everyone in the same building is touching the same doorknobs to get into the building uh, is touching the mailboxes to get the mail is touching the trash cans to throw out the trash. So, and, and, most of the people who are living in areas like that are black and brown people. So it, you know, how is it, is it possible for us to, to, to do that sort of outreach? I don't know. Because we all have to be, we're all locked up in these spaces.
0: I think the last thing that I would share is, um, you know, it's easy and, Jojo, you mentioned this, like, it's easy to sort of judge the people who, like, might choose to be out on the street. And you see people from your own community that might not be following the guidelines or socially distancing or wearing masks. Um, These Karen's out here. Right. People. Correct. And so I think it's an opportunity for us even within ourselves, even within our own communities, to, to be allies in that moment, right? And we've talked a little bit about how even though we are people of color and we are queer, um, that doesn't mean we can't be allies to other people uh when if and when the moment arises, right? Because we all at some point have some kind of privilege um that we need to be aware of. And so being able to connect with someone from our own community where i think some of some of the issue i think too might have to do with some of the messaging and where it's coming from mm-hmm. it's coming from elected officials it's coming from positions of power and authority which don't always look like people of color or the people that are in their communities um and so there's a natural sort of distrust there might be in in some cases language issues um and so i think it's up to us i think when we can and when we feel able to be able to reach out in a way of understanding and not judgment um, when we do witness those things in order to, to care for ourselves. Like we are caring for our own community, but we're also caring for ourselves and we're caring for everybody within it when we have those moments. So maybe it's, hey, you know, sometimes when I leave the house, I forget to grab my mask too. Like, but it's actually really, really helpful to make sure that I'm keeping myself safe and keeping you. Um, or, you know, I know that it's, it's really tempting to like hang out and be all near each other, but right now it's just not safe. I know those are just ways that I think that
3: we can help our own people, um, during this particularly challenging time. And, you know, you know, it's what's interesting just to sort of like add an, an observation onto this. Like when I go out to the stores, it's always the, the people who I see who are practicing social distancing, who are, Who like bring disposable gloves and change their gloves multiple times at the store, and and wipe everything down as they're shopping are all black and brown people. Like they're all black and brown people, and the folks walking around, not honoring social distancing, having a party, breathing and coughing all over everything and everyone.
2: The black and brown people. Oh. Uh Oh. Yes, I said it. The meth mm-hmm. gala
1: from Hello. a few weeks ago. It's a gala, not a gala. Well, it's a gala. <laughs>
3: the gay law. It's a gay law. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's upsetting because um, like you don't have to, to dig very deep on Twitter at all to, to find all of these videos of like the super entitled holding protests because they can't get a haircut. But, you know, we walk around with signs that say, I can't breathe and it's a problem. Part of, I, I honestly don't think that, that a lack of education is, is a huge part of this issue. I think it's just an issue of, of the circumstances that we find ourselves in. So for, for those of us who, who are, you know, as people of color, I think it's important to, to practice Um, patience with, with each other and with ourselves and to practice kindness with, with ourselves. Um, And, you know, I think, you know, we just have to believe that we're all trying to do the best that we can with the cards that we were dealt with. And it's a, it's a, a shitty time to have to, to do that. But if there's, there's anything that, that being black and Brown in America teaches you, it's, it's, how to survive (laughs) so um i you know everyone please stay well out there um and let's get each other through this because there there will be another side to this situation so on that note we're going to take this to a high key, and we're going to take a break
2: we have managed to record another episode recorded from the comfort and security of our bedrooms and living rooms and personal spaces. In some cases, they're the same places. I'm rhyming because of rap. I do the aces. Someone give me a
0: beat and some basses. she, thought she, would. she <laughs> thought she was. She
2: thought she was. She thought she was mirror bitch girl. I can't. I'm done with you. Uh, classy, Get Carlos a wig because they wear the
4: laces. Ah. Ah. <laughs> I feel like I just snap. Yeah. Wow. <laughs>
2: All right. Uh, but this will be our, <laughs> our final episode of the season, and so I had to give you a final episode freestyle. Um, so we hope that you freestyle. have. Yes, freestyle. <laughs> free like you. Uh, So we hope that you have a lovely summer. Connect uh, with us on our social media and revisit past episodes. If you miss us, we see you all out there uh, on the social media uh, horizon. We see you. Um, And who knows, maybe there will be a special episode out there in the future. And with that, you all, our time together comes to a close. Special thanks to our patrons, Alexander, Howard, Jarrell, Jonathan, Chris, Kyle, Michael, Ray, Sean, Philip, and Tim Morell, all of whom financially support our mission to create quality content by and for QTPOC. We can't wait to check it out with you all in the fall. Uh, so with all of that, queer folk go out into the world armed with more knowledge and a reaffirmed spirit, and some gloves, and some hand sanitizer, and some soap, and some water. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. And and we hope to see you on the other side. I'm Jonathan. I'm
3: right. I'm Joe Lee. I'm Carlos. I'm
4: Ashley.
2: And this was. The award, the award, winning, award This in the
4: Life. This Life. theme
3: song. This Q-Pok Life. <laughs>